Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, who knows full well that I left you on quite the cliffhanger at the end of last week's episode. So there's not going to be any long introduction, no ramblings for me, because I know that you want me to get straight into the second part of the chat with Caroline and Nadine, uh, where we cover acids, alcohol, integrity, what brands what brands are up to, what, whether we like being called influencers. It doesn't really apply to me, but you know what I'm trying to get at. So we're going to get straight into it. But before we do, I'm going to use this opportunity to ask you very nicely if you wouldn't mind going over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star rating and review. I am not part of some big podcasting network, so it is listener reviews that make all the difference and help me get noticed on a massive platform like iTunes. It would mean the world. Thank you so, so much. Right, as ever, if you want to get in touch with me, slide into the DMs on Instagram or Twitter, where I am at Emma Guns. Email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or wherever else feels right. All the links to everything that is discussed are in the show notes. I really sincerely hope you enjoy part two of my chat with Caroline Hirons and Nadine Baggett. Break, right, we just had a loo break because we've been wanging on for ages. Right, so we left at Acids and Caroline is the queen of Acid. I don't know. It's did I go out for a drink or did I? We'll come on to that later. Right. So confusion around acids. Brands realizing that people now understand that acid is not a scary thing, and so the market is flooded, and we're worried about percentages, etc., etc. Caroline, go. Um. Well, what do you want me to talk about in particular, or just? Well, tell sh- me. Do you want to talk about the Insta story today, and why you were upset about it? Well, no. I mean, so the thing with acids aren't aren't fun Mm. they're not jokey skincare you know it's a serious business it's an acid you know although it's definitely you know it's it's an exfoliant if you use it as super strong strength you know you peel um and it's i I just don't advocate the seeing it as a as a fun thing Mm. and they're serious business and i don't like confusing people i don't like being disingenuous about your formula um equally on the other hand i don't I'm not a big fan of like testing strips. You know, when you test the free acid and the pH of an acid, um, it's done in a lab properly. The testing strips are more for urine. (laughs) You know, so when you use it for an acid and you can say it's, well, it looks like it's between three and four. So we're going to say it's about three. There's a big difference between a pH of three and four. Mm. So I'm just all for, you know, I want, if a brand releases an acid, I would hope they have their customers' best interests at heart. Mm. It's probably the best way of putting it, rather than just cashing in on a money cow, because it's yeah. a trend, you know? Yeah. I also am old enough to remember the first time acids all came out, which was 20 years ago. And I remember when Clinique, who obviously were the originators of the high street acid, because all of their um, their exfoliating lotions, what do they call them? Clarifying lotions. Clarifying lotions. Um, probably sat- the most misunderstood product for many, many years on the beauty shelves, do you not think? Well, yeah, because basically they were being marketed as a toner and essentially they weren't 
tone of something used after Anne French back in the day. Um, <laughs> that and that shape? Anne French, is that like a... Yes, yeah, like yeah, a teardrop shape, you. yeah. Um, and so basically it was a cream cleanser, so you didn't use soap and water, so it was a cream cleanser, so you had to then use something, because it wasn't a soluble cream mm. cleanser, it was a cream cleanser, then you used a toner to cleanse the rest of the uh, cleanser off. Um, so basically they came out, they had salicylic acid in them, and then they launched Turnaround Cream, which was the first ever on-counter glycolic product and I remember being about 35 and using this product and being blown away at what my skin was the first time I'd ever used a product at Mm. all so it was a hydrating gel with glycolic in it and it's probably glycolic at about not that strong probably about five percent maybe ten percent anyway what happened was it led to a massive explosion in acids in the market Mm -hmm. and everybody overused them and damaged their skin they all got dermatitis, and then all everybody pulled back. Everyone. Nobody wanted to use it. It wasn't mm. that the products weren't good. It's just that the average consumer thinks, if that's good for my skin... Do you think that's going to happen again? No. no. If that's going to happen to my skin, uh, if that's good one night, I'm just going to apply it morning and night mm. for the next whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's an overuse. But nowadays, they've come back, we've tipped over, but I feel like there's a lot of bandwagon jumping with it. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of multi-acid formulas that are trying to be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. And acids are A, powerful, B, targeted. So salicylic acid is what you What's should be using difference? for so spots. So salic- salicylic for spots? Yeah. Because it breaks down the keratin buildup, right? Well, the salicylic acid is a oil solvent. So it, it deliberately attacks, targets oil, so it goes into the pore. Mm-hmm. Glycolic is water-soluble. So and glycolic's the main acid. That's the, the main one that's used as anti-aging. Yeah, yeah. So and both. lactic is more like a Pac-Man on the surface of the skin. It's like an ex- a topical exfoliator. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think lactic acid is really lovely. It's, it's a, for me, lactic is the suits all type because totally. it's quite good on dry skin as well. So when you think of something like Sunday Riley Good Jeans, it's just a lovely product to use at night. Super hydrating. Lactic acid is also what's in um, Ameliorate, which you put on your body. So it's super hydrating for shins. I was joking about that this morning. Oh, my... my and then there are things called... Legs. The latest generation is called a polyhydroxy acid. And that's something that rather than being... Like a, PHA. Yeah, that's, that's what, what PHA uh, means. Okay, yeah. So there are BHAs, beta-hydroxy acids, which is salicylic. There's alpha-hydroxy acids, which is glycolic. And then the new generations have been made in a lab and they're polyhydroxy acid. What I'm saying is if you put all three in one bottle, that is a powerful formula and I don't think it should be marketed for like 22 year olds just to use with impunity. You're gonna get perioral dermatitis really, really, really easily. You're gonna break down your skin's barrier function, you're gonna set up inflammation, and getting out of that is not easy without a derm. Yeah, you're gonna mess it up. So, you are a pioneer of talking about this. What is the best way for people to use an acid in their regime? And does it change depending on your age? It depends on your age, depends on the time of year depends on your skin there's so many varying you know degrees and that's the reason you know if we only ever needed one acid you'd only ever buy p50 we'd all be done mm. but p50 is too strong for a lot of people that's why p50 makes they have four variations now there's five but one of them's only available in the states so they've got you know one for a more mature skin and one for a more sensitive skin so i i just you know and that to me is still the rolls royce of acids it was the first one that i really embraced and was introduced to i did the training at their you know i'm kind of biased because i did a week's training with them when i was doing my facial training with shantikai and met the people who are now passed away but the people who made the whole brand biology i trained with them for a week so i have that 
the importance of the integrity of the formula is stuck in my head. Mm. So when I see people trying to knock it off, mm. it pisses me off. But not for my sake and not for their sake, because biologic research has been around for years. They're not going anywhere, but for the consumer, because mm. they're, they're being sold something they think is a dupe. There are no good dupes in skincare. There's good formula, okay formula, and bad formula. Mm. And you, you, know, you don't always get what you pay for. I'm not gonna pay 500 quid for a serum or a face cream in a pot, you know, I'm just not. But you can, with acid, there's certainly, I don't think there's any surprise that the acid cheat sheet on my blog is one of my most read. Mm. And which one to use for what skin. You know, Nadine and I are, are typical, sort of, we, our target acid would be glycolic because of our age. Mm -hmm. However, I prefer not to use glycolic that much and certainly not that strongly because I find it's just too strong for mm. my skin. I love a bit of lactic. You know, I love I love a little bit of salicylic if I've got the odd little if my if I'm sort of getting like tiny whiteheads with mm. my sort of you know periods being all over the shop. So it depends on your skin. Every single person is different. Every single person could technically use every single acid, but at different times of the month, year, day, whatever. The 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 idea of throwing them all together in one bottle and throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks doesn't sit well with me. And what about and how do you team an acid with retinol? Can you? Yeah, of course. It depends on the, the acid and the retinol. You know, if you're going to use P50 1970 formula, which has camphor in it and is super strong, you're then going to put prescription retinoid after it, your face will bleed. Trust me, I tried it. It was in the name of research. Um, God bless you for that Thank research. you, you're welcome. I took one for the team. <laughs> However, if you use an over-the-counter acid and a nice formula, you know, that's, that's sort of like Clinique 1.0, it's a nice acid. Mm. It's got a little bit of salicylic, so it's a really gentle... Alcohol-free. Alcohol-free. I always recommend yeah. on the high street. I sold loads of it last night when I was at my event, just because it's a no-brainer. Mm. It doesn't cause any further damage, which is the big thing. And... You know, the salicylic acid at a low percentage is just an exfoliant because it just keeps that sort of, it's almost like hoovering the surface of your skin. Mm. You know, whereas salicylic, I saw my Invisalign in, salicylic acid at a high percentage is more like digging it up out the, the earth. You know, it goes in and it goes, yep, yeah, we'll add that out. Mm. I am uh, miming, hoeing the, the lawn. <laughs> um, so it depends. Nadine does a great hoe mime as well. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back to the twerking. Um, so it depends totally on the brand, the formula, you know, the brand, the formula, your age, your lifestyle, the seasons, mm. as with everything. But it is not jokey skincare. And throwing it into millennial pink and targeting it at 20, young 20-somethings, 20 to me, is just wrong. Irresponsible. My argument with retinols and acids are um, if you incorporate a retinol into your regime and you have no reaction to it, mm -hmm. no redness, no peeling, no sensitivity, then carry on using you know salicylic on your spots lactic acid all over at night a little bit of glycolic for anti-aging however if you use a retinol and your skin reacts to it i.e your barrier function goes and it gets reds and irritated you put acid onto anything that's remotely irritated or red or mm. sore it will go right the way through and get into that skin i remember using retin and I did this myself again we're our own testers I remember being on retin a last winter and being sent that beautiful murad overnight mm. oh the, um, the little tub yeah. yeah really really lovely little tub I've used murad for years never had mm. a bad reaction put it on oh I know what exactly what happened we were just about to go off to a L'Oreal thing I was going to be with loads of really young influencers and I use I use influencers <laughs> properly as in they all oh, we must come back to they that. all did a whole day's lab tour in those Valentine's Valentino studied shoes 
and full faces of makeup. I mean, they're, and they're, honestly, they're going to get RSI. Their eyelashes are so heavy. Eventually, they're not going to be able to lift their eyelashes, their eyelids. Anyway, so we did this. So I thought oh, I better make a bit of an effort. Oh, I better put an overnight resurfacing. I'll try that new Murad one. And it, it burnt my face. It burnt my face because the barrier had already been massively disruptive yeah. by using prescription retinol. And it, when I say burnt my face, as in it went sore, it went red, I slept in, I went, woke up, and then it literally was pigmented things, like a sunburn that you could peel off. Mm. And I remember talking Did to love massive hat. To, no, I remember talking to Katie Piper, who is a sweetheart, in the labs and she's looking at me really closely like what the hell, like, what the hell? and then I go outside and I literally do that and my whole forehead comes off in a shade yeah so you've got to be careful you've got to be careful these things are powerful things so that's my argument with if you're using a retinoic acid a prescription retinoic acid no no so everything else should be about being calm if you're using a retinol and you react to that badly Make that your only active for a little while. Yeah. Like, be calm. I'm going to say something that's going to make Caroline lean across the table and punch me in the face, I think. But if a bit of my face peeled off, I might... Put your astral on afterwards. No, I was going to say pseudocreme. Thoughts and feelings. Why, why do you even own pseudocreme? You don't have a kid. Uh, because of... <laughs> There's your question. Why would you buy nappy cream? Oh, because when I epilate under my uh, chin and it rea- and it reacts, it stop- it's the antiseptic. Well, that's fine under your chin. It takes down the heat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bait me, guns. My, my argument would be, after a peel of any type, you've got to be really careful what you put on your skin because mm-hmm. your pores basically are clean and empty and you put something like Astral or Sudocrim on, you just block them. I would get really bad whiteheads. I don't mean milia, no, no, but no. I would literally Proper be able to... Spot you can I would pop. put my thumbnail across it and, and go... Then it goes, pop, yeah. pop, 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 yeah. yeah. And I actually get that a lot, even with any cream. I yeah, I still really, get whiteheads. I'm not good with creams. Can I just say the joy of popping your own milia? Oh, I get... That's why I stopped getting my eyebrows threaded. Because basically for a week afterwards, it would just be yeah. bumpy milia. Oh. Yeah. Just who Ooh. needs that? No one's got time for it that. It wouldn't be... Milia, but it would whiteheads. be whiteheads, right? Milia are the ones where you need to get a needle or a scalpel to. Oh, okay, so this, this, this. I had my eyebrows threaded, and then about three days later, with the little whiteheads, went to go and have a facial, and it was obviously a press appointment. And this particular facialist, who I won't name, uh, went to all these milia, and I mean there were like eight or nine on each eyebrow, went at them with a needle, so that after weeks then afterwards, I actually had little pinprick scabs. When I came out, they were red, they were bloody little scabs. There are two facialists I know would do that. <laughs> That's another conversation for later. Um, <laughs> no, so the difference is a whitehead is something you would run your thumb, you would get it hot after a cleanse, yeah? And you'd run your thumbnail over and it would pop. Mm. A milia is under layers of skin mm. and you've got to go at it with a needle mm. or somebody like Caroline who's properly trained and not just DIY danger like me would oh go with God. a tiny little scalpel on the top and out it comes. I always say to anybody that comes to me and says, how do I get rid of my own milia? I always go, go and see somebody who knows mm-hmm. how to totally. do it. A really good old school, classically trained. How satisfying is that when you do it? Not as good as a blackhead. Ooh. Smoker's blackheads are the most satisfying thing ever. Why? <laughs> are they just... Smoker's blackhead are deep, 
they're ingrained they're like it's like pulling out a tombstone do you watch Dr Pimple, Pimple no because it's too much too much too many cysts you introduced me to Pimple Popper yeah. and it was and you I liked it when it was the pimple yeah, stage yeah, yeah. but the cysts I don't need to see and the lipomas cysts and the lipomas I don't need to see that thing no that's I'm the same I stopped watching it because I was like these, these are gargantuan this is like yeah. elephantine cysts I yeah. don't want to see no 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 I, I like f- a blackhead I feel like I need three different Instagram accounts. So I need an Instagram account that is just life-empowering, wonderful people that I love. Yeah. I've obviously got the cat one, which we keep quiet because you can't put that on your main feed. People will think you're a lunatic. <laughs> and then I feel like I need a medical one where it's literally just before and after cosmetic surgery, before and after nose jobs. I found one the other day, and I wish I could find it because Instagram have done this thing now where they do recommended feeds. Mm-hmm. I found one the other day from a medical coroner in America that posted pictures of people after they died and the cause of what they died. I love or, those. Or like, or like, you, do you smoke 40 a day? Autopsies. Here's the, here's the lung of somebody who smoked 40 a day. And they did one going, cat or dog fan? Here's the faces of people who died in their home and got eaten by Oh, no, Nadine, that's just wrong. I, no, don't mind seeing, I don't mind seeing a bad lung, but that's just wrong. No, because honestly, if I go, I don't want my cats to go hungry. <laughs> I'll be dead. <laughs> I hope they invite their friends round. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Oh, sweet they, they Lord would, in heaven. They get terrible stomach upset from all the shit. They'd be like, oh, that's a bit too much retin-A in that face. I should have eaten that. Yeah. No, absolutely. It was amazing. So I feel like I need a separate feed because you do need to prep yourself for it. You can't have pictures of Beyonce and Madonna and then get a massive lipoma, yeah. can you? Jules Von Hepp said something very interesting about Instagram when he came on the show and he said that he unfollowed pretty much everyone and he now creates a feed which is exclusively stuff that he likes so he follows like the royal um uh, the society for the Pre- prevention of something against birds what do i mean rstv, RSTV. um and, and like, animal feeds and just things that give him joy and he yeah, doesn't follow i can anyone. understand that i i'm i would quite happily do a pseudonym and just follow nice things and mm. and mixed in with the odd autopsy <laughs> <laughs> medical cats life affirming right, I'm going to try and segue feeds. into the next subject via the medical hook that we just uh, brought up Nadine bollocked me off the other night there's a theme here and then as we just had a loo break Nadine was in the loo Caroline and I were chatting and I said to Caroline oh yeah she bollocked me off about this the other night and Caroline just looked at me and went yeah she's right and so <laughs> <laughs> but we've never discussed it I've never ever never discussed, discussed this with anybody and nobody has ever presented this viewpoint to me before. So I'm very interested that I set now have two up. of you. Tell I'm going to set it up. So I think I was I think I was chatting to you saying, oh, I'm going to have a lovely evening tonight. I'm going to catch up on Royal Housewives and have a glass of wine. And you said... Never drink on your own. She's right. It's a drug. You're it's self-medicating. On your own. You're self-medicating. Yeah. Never drink on your own. I've never drunk alcohol on my own in my life. Now, for the sake of full transparency, I don't drink at all anymore. Mm. But I did for, obviously, most of my adult life. Um, and it's not because I'm an alcoholic. I just, I, uh, alcohol's just not for me anymore. And the, literally, I gave up booze because I had two incidences where I just got so hammered that I was vomiting and it kind of ruined what could have been a really good, lovely, mm. you know. And it, actually, I didn't, I didn't misbehave. I just felt so ill. Right. It, it wasn't I, like I'm a we bad drunk. We misbehave sober. We, we misbehave sober. We don't need to be drunk. <laughs> so I, and also because I take really strong meds for my back, mm. I just thought, I don't want to have a situation where one of my kids might potentially find me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's dangerous. Mm. 
So I gave it up altogether. And I do not lie when I say that is when my productivity went through the roof. Really? If I was on a graph, it wouldn't be like this. It went like that, like a right angle. I had more energy, my skin cleared up, I lost weight immediately. So I think we're a very boozy society. I don't preach about it because people are grown ups, so they can do whatever the hell they like. But um, I preach my kids about mm. it. And inter interestingly, they, they don't drink that much either. And they're 26 and 23, the big ones I'm talking about. Ava obviously gets drunk because she's 16 and that's what you're supposed to do, it's the law. <laughs> <laughs> I, my argument is that, um, and I've been through phases in my 20s of drinking quite a lot. Um, which you just do in your 20s, a little bit at university. But mainly for me, it was in my 20s when I went to work in journalism and suddenly you were surrounded by loads of free stuff. Oh, and you journalism can't quite, is You're on a press easy, trip. Yeah. It was the 80s, mm. everybody drunk in the 80s. And you literally would go out, somebody else was paying, you can't believe your luck, you're 24, you're getting hammered mm. three or four nights a week. And then I got a proper job when I was 29, and the minute I got a proper job, I thought, oh, I can't be hungover on this. No. You can't be hungover on this watch. I'm you too busy to have a I worked on a daily newspaper, a weekly magazine. You literally couldn't have an off mm. day. You couldn't, so you could drink on a Friday or a Saturday, that was it. And then I would, why would you waste your weekends? And then I went through the menopause, and I can barely drink anyway because my body literally can't cope with it. But honestly, hand on heart, my argument to you is, as a friend, I know you have mental health issues. So for me, it's a flag. It's a flag because... If you're already beating yourself up, which I know you do, right? Somebody will say something to you and you'll go, oh, what have I done? I've upset that person. For, for 10 minutes, you'll feel better on that alcohol. And that alcohol is a depressant. And then you're on your own at 10 o'clock at night after having had two glasses of wine. And then you're going to go into a tailspin. Because it's not real. It's a drug. It alters your mood. If you're drinking on your own, I drink because... I love a margarita and because I'm out with my girlfriends and we're going to start being silly and having fun and everybody's barriers come down and it's very social for me and I have no more than two or three drinks and then that's it. And I have, don't judge anybody. I have friends that drink an awful lot and still function. I mean, that's impressive if you're in your 20s. But when you're on your own and you turn to that drink, you're either rewarding yourself in some weird way, but what you're actually doing is you're self-medicating, you're drugging yourself. You're saying, I either need it to relax or I need it to calm down, or I need it to feel better. I just feel like a grown-up if I go and buy a nice bottle of wine. Oh, but so that's, that's what, the same as having 40 fags. That's There's what society nothing has done it. for you. That's what yeah. society has done, and it's not, I don't think it's people, people who enjoy a drink, good. You know, I see people who enjoy a drink, but a lot of people use it as a crutch. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying you do at all, I don't know enough about your private life, Emma, and I would never, you know. But I think a lot of people use it as a crutch, and I think it's the acceptable drug. Yeah. in society it's the it's acceptable to go out and get hammered and make a joke about go oh, I'm so hungover well don't turn up to work for me if you're hungover mm -hmm. I would send people home I did it all the time even when I drank I would never rock up to work hungover I did I did once after the first copper ball I went to <laughs> and we all got absolutely hammered but the whole team got hammered the bosses everyone years ago and uh, the girls in the office came in the office and I was leaning back like this with my feet up on the desk and shades on the whole day until I'd clocked in the hour and then I went home. Now, that I can't do what I do now. Yeah. And with the added years I've got now, my body, I can't do it. My nutritionist, uh, when I went to see my nutritionist first time, she said, right, do you drink alcohol? And I said, no, I haven't had a drink for a few years. And she said, oh, you're going to be easy. She said, getting people to give up alcohol and admit that actually it might not be doing them any good is the hardest part of her job. They call it liquid fire. Ooh. Nutritionists call alcohol liquid fire because of what the sugar does to your spikes, your insulin, and it's just, it's just not good. It interrupts your sleep. Mm. so that's what I was going to say because mm. I we've we've obviously talked about this a lot and you've talked about your mental health issues on your 
um, podcast, which is why I, I've said them. Otherwise, I would obviously never name or shame or anything like that. But you've said to me, I know you go through that phase of going, how oh, I upset somebody. I didn't mean that. What am I doing? You, you have that self-doubt. The only time I've ever had that self-doubt is, is when I've been drinking and I've woken up at three o'clock in the morning and instantly I think, what did God, I did I say that? What God, did, did I do, I do that? Yeah. Well, you already have that tendency. Don't take a drug that, that, will, will, that will amplify it's a drug. that. It's a drug. Mm. So I, I get quite pissed off when I see uh, preachy things in the media about people who smoke dope, people who are hooked on painkillers, and yet I know that it was probably written by a journalist who... Drinks a bottle of wine a day. Drinks a bottle of wine yeah. a day. Yeah. You know, it's a drug. So I'm, I know people who, if you can enjoy a drink and it doesn't affect your work-life balance and it doesn't make you put on weight and it doesn't give you spots, there's a lot of if it doesn't, mm. then knock yourself out. But I also, you know, I also stopped drinking. I'd go to a lot of blogger events and see young girls getting hammered and behaving in a way that I don't think they want people to remember the next mm. day and just think, oh, I'm glad that's not me these days. But it's so interesting, I think, because I associate it with this, like, this grown-up thing of, mm -hmm. you know, when I've got my flat, when I've got my nice sofa, oh, it'd be so nice yeah. to kick back it's and have It's marketing, is that? Yeah. It's not your fault. It's how it's marketed. Mm. But it's the equivalent, what you're saying is it's the equivalent of being 13 or 14 and going, I'm going to hang around with the girls that have a cigarette around the bike shed and I've got a love by it. Because mm. I was never that girl. I was always on the outskirts of that group mm. because I was too tall and too flat chested. So basically you're thinking, I'm saying, your, your attitude to alcohol is my attitude to somebody that has a cigarette and a love by it. Right. It's like, I want to be part of the cool crowd. Mm. That's really grown up. It's not. It's also empty calories. I'd rather have a family-sized bag of pop chips, but that's another <laughs> subject matter. <laughs> But it's true. It's just when you said it to me, I re it really did stop me. In but can tracks. I just say I love that I said it to her. She went away and thought about it. But it was only when Auntie Caroline <laughs> agreed. No, that's not true. I haven't had a drink because actually, uh, MK, my friend, we all know her. She sent me um, a bottle of chili vodka for Christmas because she knows I love Bloody Marys. And I was like, oh yeah, I really look forward to making one of those. And it's still in my fridge because I don't want to make one by myself. <laughs> because actually when you, because I like the idea of, um, you know, making a really lovely spicy Bloody Mary, sitting down and drinking it. But you're right, there is something medicinal or, or medicating about... The whole thing is medicating. It. It's not that there's something, the whole genre, you drink alcohol to medicate. Mm. Because we, if, we you're, if it's going to make you lose your inhibitions... You're mm -hmm. self-medicating. If it's going to make you feel better about your life, you need to change your life, not drink more booze. Yeah. Drinking is fundamental to a lot of people's, how they present themselves to the world. You know, it's their self-ID. It's how they present themselves. You know, we're out on the lash. We're out on this. And I'm just like, no thanks. I just, and I, I, it does pain me when I see, you know, younger girls getting absolutely hammered. And because I just, it's not, and by the way, this is nothing behavioural. They can do whatever the hell they like. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming from that point of view. I'm the biggest feminist out there. I just worry, why do they need to get that drunk? If they're doing it because they think they should do it, uh, that's a concern. If they're doing it because they want to forget their day, mm -hmm. that's a concern. You know, if you have to get that drunk, what are you running away from? That's how I look at it now. Mm -hmm. And I, I would get loud and sort of boisterous when I was drunk and I'm already quite loud and boisterous although really I like to think of myself as an introverted extrovert I think I actually think this I'm the same introverted extrovert mm. I think or an extrovert I'm introvert. very happy on my own very Me happy too. in my own company don't like 
big crowds. Mm. People confuse the fact that I'm I can I'm happy to voice my opinion yeah. as me being extroverted. I'm the Estee Lauder thing. I ran away from it that mm. night because I just got overwhelmed. Mm. Nadine's like, "Where the hell's Emma gone?" And I had bolted because I could feel a panic attack coming because everyone was around. It was too noisy. Couldn't see the the way out. I'm not good with noise these days. I'm not good with like you know noisy restaurants and you're trying to focus on someone and I ate in Kettner's yesterday oh. the sound is so bad yeah. still <laughs> and now we've totally digressed tosh food and no pizza express I'm no. not sure I like what the Soho House group have done to it <laughs> what I was going to say though is I think alcohol is a very good indicator I think it's interesting how what kind of a drunk people are yeah whether they're an aggressive drunk whether I'm just an over emotional I love you soppy drunk mm. bound to cry but my argument is if you if you feel like you're in control of your drinking, absolutely fine, not a problem, I'm not going to judge. But I'm saying if you are prone to anxiety and panic attacks and questioning yourself and if your mood is already slightly on a bit of a roller coaster, mm. alcohol is only going to make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely only going to make it worse. It was a very interesting observation and obviously I took took it in and have and also I will come round and drink your chili vodka with you and the minute I'm there it'll be okay because there'll be two of us. <laughs> Right, that's a date then. Um, we keep, I've mentioned it a couple of times, so I'm going to have to come back to it. Influencers, go. How do we feel about this word? Because it is a word that people either have no feeling about and think, well, just a word. It's a marketing term. Mm. I'm a blogger. I'm a skincare expert. I'm a facialist. You know, I'm an industry consultant. You're a YouTuber. I'm a YouTuber. Do I have influence? Yes. Would I ever call myself an influencer? No, because now you've taken what I do and made it about what I can do for you. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm not an influencer. Yeah. I. You're making me your puppet. Mm -hmm. And frankly, go fuck yourself. So back in the day, PRs used to be called PRs. Okay? Sorry, I just have to interrupt you. I love the fact that Caroline can literally drop a mic and walk <laughs> off. And it doesn't phase Nadine in the slightest. I'm going to listen back oh, to I this. And it's going to be like, she Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Pops these bombs. <laughs> It's literally a mic drop, and then you're just like, yeah, it's interesting what she says. And like, no, because we agree with each other so much, and, and, and I remember a time when, because I come from the other side, because I, I've, I've been dealing with PRs for ages, and they were called PRs, which was public relations. Mm. So the idea was that you spoke to a PR, and a PR basically, is their job was to tell everybody, journalists, TV presenters, whoever, and then eventually, bloggers, YouTubers about their products and they've all been rebranded. They've all been renamed, haven't they? They're not oh, called yes, that now. They have. They're now called 
head of influencer marketing. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least or, they're being honest. Or yeah, at least they're being transparent. Or uh, yeah, no, they're, they're influencer engagement or whatever. Mm. And what I'm saying is, influencer has such a negative connotation because basically you're influencing somebody to buy something they don't want. That's the but, that's an insult to me. But yeah. what do you call Caroline? who has her fingers in so many pies. Mm. What do you call me now, who was a journalist and a TV presenter now has a YouTube channel? YouTuber makes me sound like a 15 year old Mm. with unicorn highlighter (laughs) on. And cupcakes. I haven't done TV for a couple of years. I do odd bits of journalism. So now what do I call myself? I I mean, you're you're both too um, busy and better to have watched Celebrity with Brother, but one of the girls walked in and someone said, what do you do? And she was like, I'm a DJ, I'm an influencer, I'm a presenter. And you could tell she was just scrabbling. But I've definitely been in situations where I've thought, well, I am still a writer. I just say I work in the beauty industry. Yeah. I don't have easier. a title. I'm a podcaster. I, the, it just, it Caroline just Hirons, queen of all she purveys. I don't know about that. I won't go that far. I work say, in the beauty industry. She's sitting here picking her skin, by the way. I don't know. With immaculately manicured her. nails. You both do, actually. I did mine last night. They I'm look new. very nice. They don't look too That colour is to die for. That white. Funny bunny. OPI. Um, so I don't know. So I understand that the, the term has its problems, but we do need to come up with something else. Mm. Interesting. Right. Now... Caroline, you've got something exciting that's going to be new coming to carolinehirons.com, haven't you? Well, I mean, it's just a newsletter, just sort of because, well, I don't don't think a lot of people sit and read the blog. Some people sign up to the email, but a lot of times I'll find on Instagram, people say, where can I find the info of this? And I'm like, well, I blogged it three days ago. Mm. So the newsletter will be a roundup of the blog post from the week, what I've put on YouTube, sort of top picks from Instagram. The odd sort of exclusive giveaway so that it gives people a reason to sign up for mm-hmm. said newsletter. Um, and al- also like a, a place where I can just make sure, I've t- it's sort of like my checklist. The mm-hmm. newsletter will be my checklist, just to make sure you've all got hold of this. Um, and also, because you know, clearly I don't have enough to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you regularly, you're on Instagram, you always change your link at the top for your latest blog post or your latest YouTube, yeah. so it's not that difficult to find. You would think. Trust me, listen, I feel like I can be patronising to people who aren't digitally savvy because I force myself to do this at my advancing years. I did a competition the other day with repost on it, obviously to help the brand, and hundreds of people entered and literally only about 10 people got the repost thing. So it was really easy to find the winners. They weren't necessarily the best entrants, but they were the only people that reposted. People don't understand. How oh, to. I see. They had to Or the little it. arrow on YouTube where they go, where can I find these products? I can't, I can't watch. I need to keep watching it back because I can't listen to what you say. You're like, there's the pause button. There's the arrow. Click the arrow. I put all the research on See, underneath. Nadine, you're in the early stages of what the rest of us have already gone called, called JFGI. Just fucking Google it. <laughs> We've been there. That's another sweatshirt. We've been there a long time. Uh, yeah, me, Sam no, Chapman, I still, I all still, of us. I still, JFGI. I just, I still honestly, hand on heart, I still try and answer all of my questions personally. Oh, God, I do too. But when it's just, How do you do it? You've got yeah, like four times I've the got about YouTube followers that I've got. comments to catch up with this week because I've been out of the office a lot. And my, my, my one, I don't know what the equivalent of JFGI is, but mine would be just scroll up. <laughs> the yeah. questions have all been answered That's before. JSU. Is it just scroll up? Just scroll up, please. Just scroll up. Because if I get asked one more time, how do I combine vitamin C and retinol at oh. night? Just scroll up, please. 
but I'm not. I just I groan internally, and then I go, "This is what I this is what I think. You should do this." Yeah. But having said that, you know, like we said, ninety nine point nine percent of comments are lovely people that just want more help with their skincare, and they're coming mm-hmm. to us because the brands are still not giving them the information they need. Yeah, I think it's sad that in a way that. Carolina and I have a place in the world because the brand should be being more transparent and giving them information. But then also but they the want brand's cross never brands. Get as trusted, they want cross trusted. brands, yeah. Whereas Caroline will literally cherry pick the best of everything she's ever seen, and so will I. So they want that. They want independent advice, and we are independent. This is true. You're not guns for hire, hence you are not influencers. Um, you've got something that's changing with your channel as well. Let's get. Yeah, I need to start uploading twice a week, so I need to do a YouTube channel Thursdays and Sundays to get everything out of the way, because at the moment I'm just doing it on backlog. Sundays. Yeah, yeah. because there's just, such a big backlog. there's just so many people asking for stuff. Mm. I'm now really intrigued by this setup, because we're in Caroline's office and she's got a ring it's light. It's so professional. Two lights. Your setup's not that bad. But mine is in my spare room at home. <laughs> Whereas we are four doors down from L'Oreal in a massive, great oh, yeah, big Dallas-style skyscraper. I don't have a spare room. I have too many children, Nadine, mm-hmm, so true. I needed a big space that was quiet that I could film in and work in, close the door behind me, and then when I close up and go home, I've gone home. Yeah. That's actually very... I. So you have something that we don't have. I'm sure you still work at home. But my office is in my flat, so I have to physically shut the door. Otherwise, I'll just but keep it's always there. Back and forth. You can't switch off. I, I worked. Don't forget, I worked at home. So I started working for Chantecline in two thousand and one, which means I was working at home for sixteen years before I got my own space. Also, if wow. Caroline is conning herself for a second to believe that she switches off when she closes the door on God, her yeah, office, she's that. truly delusional. God we know knows. she How never switches off. How long do you reckon you spend on your phone on a day? I don't want to talk about it because it actually is a concern. Mm. Did you read Sally's article? Yeah, and I saw the book as well, but. And I've read, you know, the the sort of premise of the book before because we all know you shouldn't be on your phone all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm good in that I I do check it first thing because mm-hmm. Jim, you know, our habit in the morning is he gets up, he makes a cup of tea, brings one back to bed. So I know he's bringing me a cup of tea, so I go on my phone, mm-hmm. you know. And then I never, I've never hand on heart used my phone in the car. I won't pick it up no. in the car. I put a playlist on or the radio on. I will not check a text. If I'm at a traffic light or I'm stuck on the M4 and my engine, because I have a blue, blue motion, so my engine will cut if mm-hmm. I'm parked. If my engine is parked and Jim has sent me a text because he has a different ringtone, mm-hmm. I will check it if my engine is cut off. Mm-hmm. But, but that's because you've got teenagers as well. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, people say, oh, I, I, charge, I don't charge my phone every night and I leave it in the living room. I couldn't do that, I've got four kids. Mm-hmm. And I've got parents that aren't great. So I need my phone next to me and I have the house phone next to me, but I am good. I'm get the the office. What the office has done, especially this bigger space, because I moved to the bigger space because my as you were in my other one, mm. I could, it was so cramped. I couldn't it do was anything. Cramped. But I needed somewhere. You have to start somewhere, mm. you know. Um, but what I can do is make sure I've done everything I can possibly do for my clients. Post a video, post something, put it onto Instagram, and then I leave it alone and leave the comments alone and go back to them the next morning. Mm. So I'm better in that way. But it is tiring if I get home, like I got home from an event last night and I've, I've been blogging every day. No one's noticed, but I've blogged every I day have. this year. I have. I've been reading them. And I, it's difficult because what I've decided to do is I, I went through my WhatsApp, my um, paperless app, and I have so many great ideas for blog posts. And instead of doing the blog post, I would put it into my app and go, I must do this, and I would never get done. Mm. So now if I have a great idea for a blog post, I write it down, I do the blog post, and then I move on. So whether or not I can keep it up with once I start knocking out the YouTube videos again, we'll mm-hmm. see. 
Um, you started the hashtag 365 in beauty. I started the that hashtag, means you yeah, never, and 365 in skincare. That means you never get a day off. No. Well, like, you don't get a day off in skin, you know, unless you sleep through a whole day because you're drunk. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> and that's not going to happen because none of us drink by ourselves. I so. spend far too much time on my phone. I, but I do I do see it as work though that's the thing I well, see it as work and I'm good at knowing if I'm like I don't respond to work emails once I'm out of the office mm. I'll respond to a comment if I think well I'm just waiting for my dinner to be ready so I can respond to this person's comment because the comments if I don't say on top of them they will make me feel like I'm not doing a good job no, absolutely so you know I use it to stay on top of comments but I don't use it to sort of maniacally and I also use it to watch YouTube and read blogs mm. so it is a device that's not pretend you know I don't I'm not really here for the hierarchy of, uh, oh, I don't have a phone. Well, I need my phone, I love my phone. Mm. Do I think we all have them, we're on them too much? Absolutely. Mm. But you know, you have to have self-control. Everything is about self-control in life, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's, I thought that was very interesting in Sally's piece about um, the things she said about she couldn't enjoy books. Yeah. I really, really get that. I if get I, that totally. My Spot mind on. cannot in any way engage in a book. You have to sit still for too long and just read text. And, and the TV, how just... often do you watch TV and have your phone yeah, to you as well? Yeah. If I watch a film at home, particularly if it's a film that I'm like, oh, I think that that cat's about to be killed, I will wiki it. I Google IMDb yeah. to see if what's going to happen in the film. Exactly, me too. Yeah, it's a sickness. Jim goes, don't tell me it what's happening. Don't tell me. Or you watch something and you see an actor that you've seen in somewhere at something else. Yes. Oh, I do that every day. Instantly Googling yes, something. Going, oh, they were in Breaking Bad. I remember now that person's brilliant. Now, that part of the internet I love. Yes. I do, but, yes. you know, I'm not on Snapchat all the time. I've really pulled away from... Snapchat? Deleted Snapchat. No, I, ke I keep it open so I keep my name. And I will occasionally jump in and have a look. Like, someone had t uh, tipped me off about Huda Beauty doing Zellens, but saying it's thin the skin. So I went into my Snapchat, had to re-sign in and find that. that. Yeah. Um... So I, I enjoy my phone. I think there are days where I use it too much. I think at the moment I pulled back massively from it because when I was ill, mm. I was on it a lot because I was lying in bed mm. and I couldn't, I got an ache in my right shoulder because I was doing this a lot, just, RSI, just yeah. looking at it. So then yeah. I thought, okay, Caroline, you're a grown woman. You know what the pain in your shoulder is. Mm. And I put my phone down. I, my argument to that would be, it would be the same if it was a book. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But... I, yeah, I mean, I used that app that Sally talked about in her piece, and yesterday I was on my phone for five hours, and by the time I left the house this morning, I'd been on it for an hour and a half already, and I left the house at, like, 8.20. Yeah, I wouldn't use an app to tell me how much. I know I'm on my phone a lot and too mm. much. I don't need an app to tell me that. No. I know I am. And, and it wouldn't do me any good, because it would make me think, well, do you want me to work or not? Like, that's how it would be in my yeah, head, yeah. you know? I think it's difficult when your work is, like, I upload things and... My, when I put something on Instagram, and the same with you, and the same with you, it's not for the purpose of likes, living for likes. It's because I am letting people know that a new podcast is live. Yeah, it's and actually, it's information. I've reduced how much I Instagram now because I was told the more you Instagram, the more um, followers you get, the more likely you're going to get pushed up the algorithm and get noticed. And obviously, we're all trying to drive our numbers. Um, you said something about I think you post. No, you said you do pub, you do post a lot. And then I saw Jules. And he said, oh, no, yeah, if you post too much, it actually pushes you down because you're putting out so much content that the algorithm thinks that they don't need to push you. Oh, I don't know about that. No. Because it hasn't hurt Kiara What's-Her-Face, the blonde salad. She posts, like, five or six pictures every single day and shitloads of Insta stories. No. Oh. 11 million followers or something. I don't understand the algorithm. And it changes all the time. Best not to confuse the matter, I think. That's what I say. Um, anything else you'd like to add? We are about to tip into the two-hour mark. You're going to you're gonna have to split this. Split, it into, split two. it into two. Okay, I'd like to ask you a question. Oh, oh, my. oh God, Should I be worried? 
favourite beauty product of all time? P50. Really? So you would just use that if you had to? Well, as one acid. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't only just use an acid. But yeah, in terms of products that change the skin, keep changing skin, because some things change the skin and then they sort of wear off and you don't mm -hmm. really get the effect anymore. Um, P50 1970 formula, probably, with the fennel. And yours is what, Astral? <laughs> it used to be. But listen, exactly in the same way that you said Caroline called you out and you apologised, I... <laughs> No, but I accept have that you are a 40-year-old beauty editor. Yes, okay, I am. And for 15 and years of doing this... And you don't have dry skin. This, and for 15 years of doing this, I have taken brands at their word and I have never, until the last couple of years, ever asked a question. I've just gone... I've just read the press release and gone, yeah, I understand it. Re-communicated that message. I've never, and I don't like admitting this, but it's the truth, I have never been appropriately inquisitive about products and I have never been able to I've never understood ingredients in a way that when I was sent a product I could ask intelligent questions and I fully admit that and I d I'm not proud of it and what do you think's changed now in terms of she being spent too much time hanging around with you and I <laughs> um, what's changed now I think yeah a little bit I think engaging in your content Caroline and yours and I think um, being a freelancer and not being constant, not constantly having that dialogue with brands and having to find out about products in a different way. But yeah, and I think also I did a lot of presenting work on QVC yeah. for a while. Yeah, and I think that forces you to to know what you're talking about exactly, yeah. and also know what you're talking about within the confines of ASA regulations. So I think all of those things, ironically, after I left print magazines, were like a perfect storm of. And I don't like looking back at it, but I just think, God, all the beauty advice I've given. But a lot of it is, you know, a lot of, I think the people who are doing good work in magazines now, people like Sophie from Elle, you know, I love Elle beauty mm -hmm. pages now. People who are actually taking time to write considered, concise, well-researched and well-written articles mm -hmm. are a world away from just the regurgitated clickbait. Because yep. we now have regurgitated clickbait. So all the magazines are using all of their sort of hub and they all have to put out 200 pieces a day. So they share it all in between each other. It'd be like if we did a hub, I'd put an article out at 7am, then you'd put it out at 12pm, and you'd put it out at 6 o'clock tonight. That's mm -hmm. what magazines are doing. Mm -hmm. And if they don't get their own original content, those websites are going to suffer because people will not be fed the same. You don't mm -hmm. eat three meals the day and they're all the same. Mm -hmm. You know, be original, innovate or die. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening with journalism as well. Sweatshirt. You know? I mean, I follow Allure, and they, they, they send out so much clickbait The clickbait now. is shocking. It is really. And Allure used to be the go-to place for great beauty journalism. Mm. And I still love what they're doing in the sense of the pro-age movement and stuff like that. And I still think it's a beautiful magazine. I still think there's some great journalism. Totally, but in terms totally. of digital, it's always Clickbait. the acid that will change your skin. Mm. The life-saving serum. The $8 elf moisturiser. Yeah. Piss right off. I couldn't have clicked on that fast enough to see what he was actually using that was also, changing his skin. The other thing I would say is as a beauty journalist for 10 years, I was in a very privileged position of having people look at my skin, tell me what regimes to use. So I never I never had a, an actual consumer query. So I never ever was coming at it from a consumer angle. And I think just before we finish as well, that I think it's key that, you know, I think I, certainly in the early days, and, and now, and Nadine, are both seen as, we're, we're dismissed in the hysterical women way as being gobby, 
and opinionated when actually all we're doing is giving a voice to mm. your customer. Mm -hmm. So say what you like to me, but if I'm asking a question that has come from your customer, you're either not giving them the information they need in the first place or they trust me more than they trust you. Mm. And that's your problem, not mine. You know, so I don't like when people say oh, she's so opinionated. I'm like, look, you have opinions too. You just don't want to voice them. Mm. Somebody said to me the other day, uh, lovely Jolie from L said to me the other day, uh, she was explaining to Carissa at Hourglass what Nadine was like at a press launch because we'd just come back from that trip. <laughs> and she said, I tell you what Nadine's like. She said, you sit there thinking of all the questions, right? But you don't say anything. Nadine says it and asks. And I went, yeah, of course, that's my role. Also, I think I've only become that confident as I've got older to the point where you think, I'm, I've been through the phase of being 30 and worried about keeping my job. I've been through mm -hmm. the phase of being 40 and being on a magazine and towing the line. Now I'm self-employed. I just think, no, I'm going to ask the difficult questions. Mm. I've, I've started doing it recently and I went to, and I told you about this one the other day, I went to a press appointment and they shoved a load of products under my nose and I asked questions and they were really annoyed. Well, why? I've why? been shut down so many, and if somebody <sighs> shuts you down, you know they've got something to hide. You know they've got something to hide, or they're lying or to they you. Or they just don't know their product. We went or on they that, don't know their product. We went on that DCL trip. Oh, and they literally answered. They, they took every us in. Single they said question. we went on a lab tour, and they said. And Caroline and I walked around in our, in our net. And house. Claire Coleman. Yeah. People think we're inquisitive. We took Claire Coleman with yeah. us. and she will write a two-page feature in a daily daily mail or a newspaper taking brands down mm. and specific products down which i've never done and she holds people to a higher level to our, you know and basically they opened every single cupboard and said you can go wherever you want you we've can got nothing to hide ask us any question to hide ask and us that anything. is why we all have a love affair with the brand mm. because that that gives you loyalty mm. and you transparency know? transparency it's a little bit like caroline saying to me oh that comment and I said oh god I'm so sorry let me own it because mm. if, the, if you ask a brand can you tell me why you've reformulated this why is that changed why did you choose that active ingredient if they come and go actually that's a really good question let me go to the science and I'll get back mm. to you just don't bullshit me do you know why I love don't Karen's? lie don't hide when things. I blogged about generation was it generation six when they did double serum used to be generation six mm. and it had mineral oil in it and I just blogged it and said I love you Clarence but you can do better than this you can't call yourself a plant and botanical brand and make and mineral, mineral oil the basis of your most hero product and they were like nope fair enough we totally get it I wasn't aggressive I wasn't abusive I didn't slag them off I just sort of did a one a four bit of blog post and just said it's a wasted opportunity it's a shame mm -hmm. when they reformulate it however many years later but it's been in the lifespan of the blog so I've guessed like five six years or something they came to me first Caroline we've reformulated it and your the you know your feedback was one of the main reasons obviously with big brands like that it takes a life cycle mm -hmm. of a product you know to be reformulated now I'm not in any way taking credit all credit goes to Clarence for listening to their consumer mm -hmm. But they, they said openly, we're happy for you to tell people that we reformulated it because we wanted to take the mineral oil out. That inspires trust mm. and loyalty. And there are some brands who need to work harder at inspiring trust and loyalty. It's not my job. It's not Nadine's job. It's not your job. It is the brand's job. And where you fall down, we will either pick you up and help you if we think you need a bit of help, or we will pull you up, mm. but not in the way you might like. Yes. I just, want, I just want somebody to be honest with me. Honesty. It's a Brent Brandon said the other day, you can sell me hope in a jar and I will buy it, providing you tell me it's hope. 
So, you know, there are brands that sell dreams and there are brands that sell results and there are some brands that very cleverly do both. But just be honest, just be transparent. And also don't try and bullshit your customer. I I don't get angry if anyone says anything about me. Like Nadine said, I'm a big girl, I can own it. You know, if I've taught my kids one thing, it's how to apologise and own your shit, you know? Just own your shit and say I'm sorry. When brands don't do that or they try and be disingenuous or they try and get round it, that to me is a red flag and I very rarely go back to them. Why, why would you why would you give money to someone who doesn't want to tell you what's in their product mm. doesn't I mean and don't get me wrong equally I also have the other side of the coin because I am coming from an insider point of view if a brand doesn't want to tell you the percentages of their formulas that's their that's their prerogative that's their intellectual property, that's their inter- yeah. it's like coca-cola you're never going to know what the coca-cola secret recipe or is KFC okay see you get the ingredients list yeah you get the ingredients list but you don't know the percentages yeah. and also you're not a cosmetic scientist you're not a chemist so I, I don't mind if brands say, here's our full inky list, but we don't give you the full percentages, but we can tell you it's a 10%. What I mind is when they say, well, we're 10% of this and we compare better to that brand yeah, yeah. because they're only five. You're a completely different formula. You're a completely different acid. And also it's extremely tacky to compare yourself to another brand. Mm. Isn't it just? And also just to criticize other brands. I just think it's a yeah, sign of immaturity. It's a sign of insecurity as well. Mm-hmm. And you should just be better than that. You should have more. I, somebody was saying more faith in your product. Yeah, somebody was saying to me today that they went on counter to try and buy a foundation, and they came out. It was completely the wrong shade, and they bought the wrong shade. And I said, you go back on counter, and you hand it back, and you said Nadine Bagger told me to bring this back because I need to test this product in a tester size or you can put it on me and I will walk away for a day and then I will come back mm. and I said and if they're proud of what they're selling and if they're they'll secure in what it. they're selling they'll let you do it and then come back and go because you can wear this foundation all day I know it's perfect for your skin go back and in a day's time you'll come back and you'll love what your skin looks like 24 hours later or 12 hours later or however totally. long you're wearing it and you'll be secure mm. you won't be having to upsell hard sell lie mm. cheat brands and people who are secure in themselves do not tear others down mm. so on every brand i do i only do personal appearances with brands that do not mind me talking about other products while mm. i am doing an event for them and it takes a brand with big kahunas to let me do that so for example last night on clinique I had a customer who wanted a milky cleanser. She used Clinique. She didn't get on with it. And I said openly, and the PRs are around me, the marketing directors are around me. I said, well, just pop to Clarins and get the Gentian. Mm-hmm. Clinique didn't even budge. They don't care. You know, they don't, they have the confidence in their brand. Mm-hmm. They heard the woman. It wasn't like I was trying to push, push it down her neck. They, you know, she had, she had said, I didn't get on with this one. I have tried that one, but I love this. And she was buying like three or four Clinique products. Clinique are big girl pants. Mm. Clarins are the same. When I did the Clarins event, people would go like put their hands up and go, um, is it all right if I ask you how it compares to the ordinary or something like that? And I go, yeah, they don't mind. Clarins team are just on their phones, mm-hmm. doing their work. Confident brands who are established and have etiquette mm. will know that the customer's needs come first. And if you have faith in your product, it's like having a, a good man. If you have faith in your man, he can go into a room with a room full of people. You know, we were at the big, when we were at the British the breast cancer, my husband was surrounded by much younger, gorgeous women. It's all right, he can look, he can window shop. <laughs> <laughs> and alternately, I remember being at Selfridges on counter when we used to do Look Good Feel Beauty Better day, yeah. with a French brand. And somebody came up to me and said, uh, I've got really bad hormonal breakouts. I don't know what to do. And I said to the marketing person just for a second, I'm going to have to take them over to Clinique because at the time there was nothing else yeah. in Selfridges, nothing else in Selfridges. And she wanted to buy something in Selfridges so the money would go to the charity. And they 
were not amused that I took mm. somebody. But there was nothing in that. But your priority is the customer. Active skincare, yeah. And, all, and then, but then I was upset because I took them onto counter at Selfridges. I went away for five seconds. She had a breakout on her chin, and there was a lineup of products. And I went, no, 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 oh no, 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 no. You'll have that salicylic acid gel, <laughs> and you'll have that. Zero the rest of it you can put to the one rest side, of it my you friend. Can Come back with me. Come back to me. <laughs> and I literally say to people, just tell them Nadine Baggett sent you. I do and that all the time now. I know it sounds really bad, but I do. And it's, but it's when you say Sorry, that. I'm bullshit. Nadine told me. Nadine told me. I'll take the flag. I'm big enough. Mm. It's when you say that I realise I was just a little bit trained on every single brand. Like, basically, like, a um, count, you know, like I'm working on counter. Yeah. So when I used to do those days, if somebody said I've got really oily skin, I, I remember I sat on the Clinique counter one year and I would just direct them to the oily skin offering. I mean, it was already, you know, it was all colour coded for me. I didn't have to think. I wasn't thinking about the ingredients. Oh dear. But to be honest, to if you were in Selfridges at that time and somebody had oily skin, you probably would have been better off in Clinique. There was nothing else. There was none of that stuff around the corner now. There is that sort of trendy... Mm. Beauty playground. Beauty playground bit. Yeah. So that was no, cool. No, I think I I just think that for me I've got a science degree so I've always come from a position of being highly I'm not cynical I'm an optimist but I'm highly skeptical And that about again things. is a really really misinformation about us I am the happiest most optimistic person you will meet mm. But you're skeptical. You're not cynical. I'm skeptical. Like if I was cynical, I wouldn't work in the beauty industry. Mm. You know, I'd be like the woman who wrote the skincare con article. It'd be like, oh, nothing works. I know that's not true. I know fundamentally, factually, scientifically, that is not true. So, I'm skeptical, with with good cause. And then it's just when people prove me right, I'm like, oh God, really? We're still fighting this. We're still fighting misinformation. Print your ingredients on your website, like basic shit. Mm. How many how many years have we had the internet? And it's only when really good e-tailers come along and are much more transparent that you get that experience. So, for example, if you go to anybody that lists the entire Inky list, Cult Beauty do it, don't they? Yeah. So you go to Cult Beauty as a perfect case in point that you can shop across brands and do your own research. Just, what's it, Google it? JFGI. JFGI. The information is all there. It really is all there. And that's probably a lovely note on which to end, because I think, are we going to help you do a video, Caroline? No. Oh. I'm not doing any videos, thanks very much. Oh, okay. Why are we going to help me do a video? I thought you wanted us to help you. Oh, oh I, the I misunderstood the on the blog, sorry. Do I look like I'm filming a video today, Emma? Have you seen the state of me? Your readers can't see me, but let's just say I look You're like I've just been dug up. You're not going to do a makeup tutorial? I'm not doing a makeup tutorial, contouring. no. No. <laughs> <laughs> and unicorn, highlighter. And glitter. Um, but we are going to take a picture because you need one for your main grid because right. the times we've done the podcast and we don't have any decent pictures of the two of us together well where you're not pulling a ridiculous face <laughs> see constant bollocking off thanks ladies um, this has been awesome look how long it's gone my before. Instagram is coming up going Caroline Irons Caroline Irons because I did a little story when you went out and had a wee saying where am I and who am I doing a Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna click the off button. So before I bye do, everybody. bye everybody, bye all the links to everything that we talk about will be in the show notes on Emma Guns and on iTunes.com. Please do leave a review and a rating. And if they're gonna choose a, a, a star rating, how many stars? Five. Five. See, Caroline Hirons and Nadine Baggett told you. So what does that mean? Uh, see you on the next one. I sincerely hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I loved recording it. Thank you so much for all the emails, 
DMs, everything that you've been sending me in response to episode one. I hope that you feel the same about episode two. If you want to carry on the conversation, why not join the Emma Gunn Show Forum? It's a closed group on Facebook. All you do is click to join and I approve every single member and trust and believe we are having a lot of fun over there. The link is where you'd expect to find it. It's in the show notes on emmaguns.com and also on iTunes. I would love to hear from you. DM me, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com and I will see you on the next one.